In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have a member of our administration staff who collects and displays a whole lineup of fortune cookie sayings on the door of his office. Another member of our staff sneaked up an additional one on his door. Uh, the most recent one that says, you eat way too much Chinese food. <coughs> I mentioned that uh, to you uh, because a couple of weeks Jane and I did some Chinese takeout and while I don't eat those things, I did open my fortune cookie up. Uh, and it said, follow your star. Follow your star. Go to Google it and, ch- and check it out. Follow your star is a growing movement in our country. And it's all about exploring our own potential to find peace and happiness. It's about, it's about turning inward and finding nirvana uh, and bliss by following our own inner voice. Uh, there are poems and there are short stories about following your little star. Uh, there's uh, a, a, a song, Follow Your Star, by the electric psychopop group Star Rider that says, Follow Your Star to the edge of time, and there you will find your answer. Even Kermit the Frog has a version of Follow Your Star. Uh, in one of his movies. And this is all an indication of how thirsty people are, how, how people are searching for spiritual meaning and purpose and for answers to the human condition. One day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. And there he found Philip, and he said to him, Follow me. According to Matthew, these are the exact words that he said to Andrew uh, and Peter. Follow me. Aren't we glad that Jesus didn't say to his disciples, follow your own star? Because I can tell you that leads to nowhere but wasteland. And to a great extent, we're living in a deceived world that's turning away and going after lying vanities. It was Whitney Houston that's saying, no matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity. You know the song. Listen again to the words. Everybody's searching for a hero. People need someone to look up to. I never found anyone who fulfilled my need, a lonely place to be, so I learned to depend on me. Don't do that. (laughs) Jesus said, follow me. You can depend on me. I will fulfill your need. I am the answer, the way, the truth, and the life. I will take you to the place which I have prepared for you. I am the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Follow me. If you've been Googling for answers, don't. If you've been reading rubbish, New Age thoughts, books, burn them and follow me, says the Lord. And I want to preach just as... Simply and directly as I possibly can. Have you heard Jesus say to you, follow me? Because if you haven't, then he's doing it this morning. Just as sure as you're sitting in a pew today, just as soon as you're listening on the radio, on the web, website later, uh, Jesus is saying to you very personally, follow me. Quit all that other stuff. Burn those books. Spurn the wisdom 
of just a worldly wise man and follow me. Now what does following Jesus entail? What do you think about when you think about following Jesus? Usually, when we think of following Christ, we think in terms of law and cleaning up our acts. We usually think it's a matter of some unrepented sin or tedious duty to perform. But in fact, the primary summons is that Jesus wants to to give us something. The invitation to follow Him is to come just as you are, and He will bring you to everything that you need. Let's put Jesus' summons to follow Him in context. Earlier in this same chapter, it is written, Jesus was in the world, and the world was made through Him, yet the world knew Him not. He came to His own home, and His own people received Him not. But all who received Him, who believed in His name, He gave power to become children of God. In other words, we follow Jesus to become children of God and heirs to his kingdom indeed. He wants to give us something. And Philip was so excited. In verse 45, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. In other words, he told told Nathanael that he had found the sum and substance of all the Old Testament prophecy. This is another way of saying, we have found the Messiah. We'll never know how much Philip actually understood about Jesus at this point. But notice how positively Philip speaks. He doesn't say, we think we have found him. We hope that we have found him. He says, we have found him. Of whom Moses and the prophets have written. Nathaniel finds it hard to believe. In the final verse of reading, Jesus said, Nathaniel, follow me. And you will see heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. In other words, Nathaniel is told that Jesus is the link between heaven and earth. And this refers back to the ancient story of, of Jacob's ladder. And it symbolizes the whole power of God's love now available for the human race in and through the Son of Man. The earliest followers of Jesus, were they promised a proverbial rose garden? Heavens know they would see many tribulations, but in following him, they found the one thing needful, the pearl of a great price. They found what they were looking for, and that's hope, forgiveness, freedom, peace, joy, brothers and sisters in Christ. Our Lord is sufficient for this life and the next. Look to him, turn to him, follow him, him and him alone. We need no other prophets to reveal God's word or will, we need no other priest to mediate salvation and blessing. We need no other kings to control the thinking and the, and the lives of believers. Jesus is everything to us and for us in and through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Christ, our Lord, the risen King, called his earliest followers. We hear this morning how he called Philip and Nathaniel, but again... He's speaking just as directly to us today. Follow me. And though much of the world still knows him not, those who receive him and believe in him, he gives power to become children of God. If an official of the publisher's clearinghouse said, follow me, I have something to give you, would you follow? Well, I want to close by quoting a grand old 
evangelical bishop of the 19th century, the great J.C. Ryle, and listen carefully uh, to this. A man follows Christ empty, that he may be filled, sick, that he may be healed, hungry, that he may be satisfied, thirsty, that he may be refreshed, needy, that he may be enriched, dying, that he may have life, lost, that he may be saved, guilty, that he may be pardoned, sin defiled, that he may be cleansed. Confessing that Christ alone can supply his need, then he comes to Christ. When he uses Christ as the Jews, use the city of refuge, as the starving Egyptians, use Joseph, as the dying Israelites, use the brazen serpent, then he comes to Christ. It is the empty soul's venture on a full Savior. It is the drowning man's grasp on the hand held out to help him. It is the sick man's reception of a healing medicine. This, and nothing more than this, is following Christ. May God draw up to hearts and now give doubting souls courage to believe this. For Jesus' sake. Amen.